This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. And now, here is God's servant, Reverend Tunde Bolanta, as he brings you God's word. We trust that you will be blessed as you listen. We've been speaking on supernatural acceleration and compensation. Supernatural, can we say that together? Supernatural acceleration and compensation. Well, let's go to Amos chapter 9, verse 13. From the message translation is where we've been reading. If you have message, you can put it up, but it reads, Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. Nobody say it won't be long. God's decree, things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. This is our portion in Jesus' name. God is a God of mercy and compassion. Micah 7, 18 says, He delights in mercy. Everywhere he went, he was doing good. Almighty healer, he healed the leopards. When the cripples saw him, they started walking. Everywhere he went, my Lord was doing an old song. But it speaks to what we are talking about this morning. That goodness, that mercy is the way God feels about us. Like we said in the first service this morning, that God feels our pains. He feels our distresses. And his heart towards us all the time is a heart of mercy. In 2 Kings chapter 7, Verses 1 and 2, we read. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. The background of this story was that there had been a serious famine in the land. So bad that people were now practicing cannibalism. You eat this person's child today, next tomorrow you eat the other person's child. And somebody, they had eaten one woman's child, it was a turn to eat the other woman's child. And she hid her child. And the king heard that conversation. And when they looked at him walking on the walls, he had sackcloth underneath him in his inner garment. And he said, he would take off Elisha's head if there was no intervention. And he sent messenger. But the Lord went ahead of his messenger and showed the prophet the plan of the king. And it was in this situation that the king's, uh, the prophet spoke, Elisha spoke prophetically and said, by this time tomorrow, a measure of fine flour will sell for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. It was a critical situation. It was desperate times. And we have seen again and again in the Bible when all hope was lost, like in the case of Paul, there was an intervention he came out of the shipwreck and he left that place, Miletus, better than he went in there. We saw Mordecai, 
the night of his betrayal, of, of, of his, um, he was going to be killed, the king could not sleep. The children of Israel, 430 years, it looked so bad of slavery. God intervened for them. And the stories repeat themselves in the Bible. Cornelius had done so much for God. God remembered and God intervened and there was an acceleration. He moved ahead of his time. God arranged for Apostle Peter to go and minister uh, to him. Over and over again, when Jesus attended the, the, the wedding at Cana, the wine was finished. He compressed time. Four to eight years was compressed into a very short time, and wine was produced. I'm here to announce to somebody that because of the mercy of God, no matter how hard it has been for you, your heavenly Father has the ability, he has the capacity, he has the willingness to compress time in your behalf and give you acceleration and give you back what the enemy has stolen. The years that have been taken off you, God will give it back to you. The joy that has been taken off you, God will give it back to you. He is a God of acceleration. And in this season, he's going to turn things around. Darkness may cover the earth, but I want to say to you, child of God, it's your season to arise and shine. I said it's your season to arise and shine. Arise and shine for your light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon, risen upon you. Though darkness may cover the earth and gross darkness is people, but you will arise this time because the presence of God will be upon you. It will be upon your children. There will be an acceleration concerning your marriage. There will be an acceleration concerning your babies. There will be an acceleration concerning your business. There will be an acceleration concerning your tomorrow because God is mindful of you. And his mercy is towards you this morning. If you believe it, give him a shout of amen in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Let's move forward now. In the same vein, one of the things we said earlier today is that, you know, somebody actually sent me, somebody who watched us online sent me a message in between the services. He said, when you said, when you said, Will God do it for me? I broke down and started crying. Just when I go back to my office, I saw a message from somebody. And I want to start from there. The mercy of God towards his children is beyond measure. Turn to somebody and say, The mercy of God towards me is beyond measure. You see, when you go, you see the Bible says in 3 John 2, it says, beloved. What does it mean? It means somebody that God loves with unconditional love. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 102. Psalm 102. Let's read. You see, many, many times we think, well, God can do it for A, do it for B, but he will not do it for me. Look at Psalm 102, from verse 13, from verse 12. But thou, O Lord, shall endure forever, and thy remembrance to all generations. Thou shalt arise and have what? Mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor her Yea, the set time has come. Child of God, the mercy of God towards you cannot be compared to anything else. Micah 7, 18, he said he delights in mercy. He enjoys it. He enjoys it. So, the testimony I gave that prompted that was a woman wrote, for me, wrote to me from... Uh, somewhere in Europe. And by the way, God healed that woman. I didn't finish that story. She wrote to me and said, will God do it for me? Will God, she, I can't remember the name of the disease, something very terrible. She said, I know God can do it, but will he do it for me? I don't know who you are this morning, but if you're in the school of, will he do it for me? I want to say that God would rather have you doubt his power than doubt his mercy. 
Hello? God would rather have you doubt his power than doubt his mercy. The Bible does not say God is power. It says God is love. Hallelujah. When you love someone, especially agapao, agape, the God kind of love, is not based on anything you've done. And that is the love God has for you this morning. So that woman wrote to me and all, and then, and then we prayed online. We just prayed. I, I think I've shared that story here. But then by the time they go back to the doctor in their country, they tried this, it didn't work. They couldn't find anything. Will God do it for you? I want to answer the question, will God do it for you, before I continue. I will not remove myself from the mercy of God. You no, know, sometimes people remove themselves. Say, mm. With all the mistakes I've made in my life. Mm. With all, uh, if God will number transgression, the Bible says nobody can stand. The question we must answer before we continue, so that you will not miss out of this acceleration, is will God do it for you? I believe he will do it for you. It will be, it, you celebrate if you had a need for a kidney. And your friend says, we match. I'll give you my kidney. How many of you know? How many of you will consider that guy a great guy? That, that girl, that man, someone who gives you his kidney. How many of you know that's a great guy? You will do anything for that guy. Have you ever had anybody donating a heart? Why have you never had anybody donating a heart? I want somebody to help me answer that question. Why have you never heard of anybody donating a heart? Help me now. If you donate your heart, you will die. Why? Be I know. Why? Thank you. Because you only have one heart. Why will God do it for you? For God so loved the world... That he gave his only one. The biggest gift has already been given to you this morning. And that gift is Jesus Christ. So if you are still questioning in your mind, will God give me acceleration? Will God give me intervention? Will God change my story? Last week we showed you about Ruth. All hope was gone, but God turned it around. Children of Israel, 430 years, God turned it around. Mordecai, the night before, God intervened. He's a God of acceleration and intervention this morning. So the mercy of God compels him to give you a supernatural intervention. It compels him. He's driven by mercy. A God that after blessing his children... He's looking for bad people to bless. The Bible says in Matthew 5.45, he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Imagine somebody is so merciful. After the children in the house have eaten, they will carry food. Not even for good people. Say, where are those bad boys? Come and eat. So if he's done it, shown mercy, that woman, the Seraphonician woman said, even the crumbs from the table will bring healing. I want to say that if crumbs, crumbs, I mean, sometimes you are eating bread crumbs, drop. Even you in your house, you are eating bread crumbs will drop on the floor. Abi? If bread crumbs can bring healing to the sick, what about when God loads you daily with benefits? I want to assure you, I don't know about you, but I believe God. That before the end of this year, you will see an acceleration that will, that will blow your mind. Your head will swim. Your head will swim. The God of heaven will visit you. The pregnancy they say is impossible. You will carry that baby. I said you will carry that baby. You will get that admission. God will open that door for you to travel. He will do everything he has promised you. 
Ah, I'm saying to you, marriage is coming to somebody. You will hear good news over your children. You will hear good news over your family members. This God of acceleration is coming. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Turn again our captivity like the rivers in the south. Then the heathen will say, the Lord has done great things. God will so give you acceleration that even unbelievers will testify. They say, we know this guy. We know where he has been. He has a transformation in his life. You, they, they, they didn't know what to call you before. They will start calling you Madam Blessing, Madam Increase, Madam Acceleration, Madam Favor of God. When the Lord turns your captivity, there will be a song in your house. There will be the lifting of hands in your house. Celebration will not finish in your compound. Can I get a loud amen in the house of the Lord? I believe it for myself. Please take your seat. I believe it for myself. Now, what you need to know about this story was that the word of the Lord was active. The word of the Lord was active. God has said it. But nobody acted on it until four lepers got up. God is waiting on you to move because the word of God is voice and action activated. God is waiting on you to move because the word of God is voice and action activated. From verse 3 to 5, the Bible says there were four leprous men. Well, there's some Jewish tradition that tells about the leprous men, but let me not go there who they were, but that's not important. There were four leprous men you could be watching something in this church. When God says open ship gate, you have not seen anything yet. Very soon, you will need to be holding your chair between services. If you know Holam, you won't be sitting there. You didn't hear what I said. Hey. You see, only a few of us agree. These four lepers. These four lepers say, well, we are starving to death here, famine in the city, famine outside the city. Let's go to the Syrians. If they save us alive, praise God. If they don't save us alive, verse 5, 2 Kings 7, 5. And they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come, to the uttermost parts of the camp of, the, of Syria, behold, there was no man there. There was what? No man there. Verse 6. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against us the king of the Hittites and the king of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. Before we, let me talk about activating the word of God. Now listen, there's power in this room. Or let's say there are signals here. There's CNN, there's BBC, NTA, with the right decoder, you can pick them up. Right? The power is always present. Always present. Because even the oxygen we are using to breathe is a gift from God. It's a form of power. So when God releases a word and is released like God has told us here about this acceleration, intervention and compensation, if I begin to say that every day, there's acceleration where my business is concerned. There's acceleration where my education is concerned. There's acceleration where my children are concerned. And I begin to take steps towards that. Then I will begin to see slowly but surely that God is moving in my life. Hallelujah. Paul and Silas were in prison. The power was there. 
but their praise activated the power. Hallelujah to Jesus. Activate something. How many of you, how many of you have seen these doors? There are these doors that when you come near, it will open by themselves. Hmm? Sometimes if you stand, if, um, if Pastor Igwe was the door, you know, you have to get a bit closer for the thing to move. I don't know the dimension, but if you stay so far away, what happens? It will not do anything. But the closer you get, the door will open. Sometimes the door will be doing like this. Fee, 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 fee. Why? Because your presence has activated something. A lot of people, this, this acceleration, you need to do something about it. You need to pick that phone and call that office one more time. You need to call that business, you need to call that school. You need, to, you, you, you need to call that friend. You need to do something. At least whatever you know God is impressing you to do, do something. A lot of people are doing nothing. They say, mm, I'm blessed. No, take a step. Angels are already waiting for you, my brother and my sister. Hallelujah to Jesus. So it was four lepers. People who are not lepers, they did not care to come out. So I am saying that as you take steps this week and in this month, those steps of faith will activate the angelic realm for you. Because sometimes God speaks a word, we don't do nothing. When God speaks a word of favor upon your life and you take your first step, before you know it, you realize that, ah, there are some offices that they are waiting for you, you are also waiting for them. It's about time you make that phone call, my brother and my sister. Is there an amen somewhere in the house of the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah. The angelic realm is at your disposal to remove destiny destroyers. There are some destiny destroyers. Go to Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 23 to 25. We don't know how angels work. We don't have to understand it, but they work. He was seeing a vision of the glory of God and of the angelic realm. He said they had a noise. You know, in the realm of the spirit, in the realm of the spirit, hmm? if your name is called, everybody in your territory will hear that name. When Jesus came to the grave of Lazarus, Lazarus was dead, Abby, and stinking for four days. And Lazarus was, a, was in the realm of the spirit. But when Jesus called Lazarus, Lazarus heard him. May God give us revelation this morning. When Jesus called Lazarus, Lazarus heard him. There are certain things that seem to have deaf ears. But in this season of acceleration, as we begin to speak the word of God, they will hear you. In fact, Jesus had to qualify the person he was calling. He had to say, Lazarus, it's you I'm talking to. Otherwise, every dead person in that place will have come out of the grave. They heard a noise. Ezekiel 1.23, And under the firmament there were, were their wings straight, the one towards the other, and everyone had two, which covered on this side, and every one had two, which covered on that side their bodies. Just talking about these beings. And when they went, I heard the noise of their wings, like the noise of what? Great waters, as the voice of Almighty, the voice of speech, as the noise of a host. And when they stood, they let down their wings. And there was a voice from the firmament that was over their heads when they stood and they let down their wings. The noise was like the noise of a host of great waters. Hallelujah. If you look at the book of Revelation, his voice like the voice of many waters. I want to say that because God has spoken through the prophet in 2 Kings 7, 
By this time tomorrow, a measure of fine flour will be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria, in the realm of the spirit when that word was spoken. I believe angelic beings, angelic beings began to respond. They began to flap their wings or whatever they did. The Syrians began to hear the noise like the voice of many waters. In this season and because of what we have gone through, God is rising up. God is st standing with us. God is speaking. There is a noise in the spirit and every enemy of your destiny, every destiny destroyer, everything that, are, that is standing against the release of grace in your life. Some people believe it. Some don't believe it. But I I believe it that because heaven has spoken over me because heaven has spoken over my family I believe I believe every limitation everything that says you are not going forward I believe there will be a lifting 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 I believe there will be a lifting, be a lifting. hey my God my God, lift your hand. Thank God. I don't know what you need. Thank him this morning. My sister, come. Don't come too far. Just stand where you are so I can preach. Just raise your hand. That your daughter, huh? the one who won't go abroad. Where they look for a nurse, have you? She will get it. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let me keep preaching. Let me keep preaching. When God speaks your name in the spirit, Every destiny destroyer will hear it. Nobody actually went after these Syrians, though. There was no artillery. There was no exchange of anything. Nobody went there. But I believe some angel, the, the host of heaven made a noise. If God cares so much, there's no government that can employ angels. In the season of acceleration, God is releasing angels to call your name where you need to go. He's opening doors that were long closed. I am believing that you and I, we are coming to a level we have not gone before. Doors that have refused to open, they are going to open for us. Wombs that have been closed, they are going to be open. Think Things that men say are impossible. They are going to happen for us in the name of Jesus. What's that your name again? You, 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 just raise your hand. Tell her there's a knock of joy on your door. Woo! I said there's a knock of joy on your door. I said there's a knock of joy on your door. I said, there's a knock of joy on your door. There's a knock of joy on your door. I said, there's a knock of joy on your door. The Holy Ghost knocks somebody down there. Come. Just leave him alone. Lift your hand and thank him. Knock of joy means marriage. You are under the grace and you need it. You better give him a shout, a dance, and receive it. Knock of joy means marriage, marriage, marriage. Leave the man alone. Leave him alone. Knock of joy means marriage. Knock of joy means marriage. Glory to God. Is somebody hearing God today? This second service is always one kind. We try to preach. Holy Ghost keeps doing his own thing. And we don't apologize for the Holy Ghost. Amen? Are you still here, somebody? I'm repeating myself not just for emphasis but for you to connect the knock of joy means marriage you or your daughter or somebody in your house needs it why don't you lift your hand and thank him knock of joy means marriage lift your hand and thank him hallelujah please sit down now as the story goes, they went in there, they began to pack. They began to pack. You are going to pack. You are going to pack. You are going to pack. Going to pack. You are going to pack. They began to just gather the thing. Keep here. Gather the thing. Keep there. Gather the thing. Keep there. Doesn't the Bible say that um, 
I will give you lands that you have not bought. I will give you vineyards that you have not planted. I will give you houses. It is not cheating. Someone say, ah, how can how can they just go and pack what belongs to the Syrians? The Syrians were the enemies. Their enemies are the enemies of God. Your enemy will, will run. They will hear the noise of heaven. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Acceleration requires watchfulness. There's a, another story that of acceleration in Esther chapter 4, verse 10 to 17. Write it down. Then go to Mark chapter 14, verse 37 and 38. I commented on this on Friday. Well, let me bring it in. And he cometh and findeth them sleeping and said unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Coolest, coolest not thou watch one hour? Watch ye and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is weak, truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. Jesus said, couldn't you watch? For an hour. Watching means vigilance, staying awake, soberness to avoid adversity or temptation. You see, acceleration requires what? Watchfulness. In the case of Esther, let me just take that parallel story. Mordecai said, I think it's time for acceleration. Like I'm telling you now, it's time for your acceleration. He said, my niece, it's time for acceleration. The niece said, the rich also cry. Even though I'm the queen, if they don't invite me, for 30 days the king has not called me, if I show up there, he could have my head cut off. But Esther did something that we need to do. He said, go and tell all the Jews to fast for me for three days. Tell all the Jews to fast for me for three days. I and my maidens will also fast and pray. As a place for prayer and intercession. Some of us, the amount of time we spend watching movies, if we can tight a little bit to God, our problems will be solved. I say, Pastor, just leave that one or I'm not leaving it. I'm not saying you should not watch, but you are watching too much. Esther for three days was in prayer. Now let me tell you something about prayer, like Friday family prayer we have here. I know there will be no amen, but I will say what I want to say. You know why you need to come? It's a spiritual investment for yourself. Every time you pray, it's like when you take, you know when you are using cutlass and it's a bit blunt, you go and take stone. You, there are people that used to sharpen it. You are, making, you are sharpening your spirit man when you pray. Because when you pray, you are interfacing with the Holy Ghost. When you pray, the devil cannot interrupt that line, especially praying in the Holy Spirit. We had quite a number baptized in the Holy Ghost this morning in the first service. And it's important. If you don't pray in tongues, you need to receive that blessing. Of course, Esther, it was not disposition of tongues for them, but they prayed in the way they needed how to pray and fasted for three days. God was going to do that acceleration. We saw 1 Kings 18 when Elijah had the sound of rain in the first service, he stayed in intercession until it came. Push means pray until something happens. Push, pray until something happens. You know, when a woman is having a baby, if, if the baby stays too long in the bath canal, the baby may not make it. That's why the nurse will say, push. And when you are saying you are tired, they will bring a knife and cut it so that you will not kill your child. 
Say, I'm tired. I, I can't push again. Okay, don't worry. They will give you one injection before you will cut it and bring the baby out. You are going to push. I said, You are going to push. I said, You are going to push. You are going to push for this acceleration. When we were undergraduates in the university, there was one powerful evangelist that used to come to campus. There's a place, if you, if you went to Ibadan, they call the woods. Huh? I don't know if Brother Law is around. You will remember that place. That's where we used to go and pray, early morning prayer. Everybody prays there. This, when this man comes like this, he, will, he's all, he, he, he prays with running. He will be running. He will run like that. He will run like that. So some of us young people were looking at him and saying, Kai, if you run, God will hear your prayer. <laughs> because he's a, he's a powerful man of God. He will run like this. He will run very fast. So we too will be, will be running behind him. <laughs> but I realized that instead of praying for one hour, after 20 minutes, you know, young people, you want to overdo your own. If I will even overtake the man, save some time. <laughs> that maybe if you overtake him, God will hear us quickly. We will run. Then one day the Holy Spirit said to me, It's not by running. <laughs> he said, You are more tired <laughs> when you run. See, this, this, this prayer thing, you can lie down and pray one hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. Uh -huh. Huh? You know what prayer is hard for you? You know what prayer is hard for you? You know what prayer is hard for you? You have too many alternatives. When you don't have any alternative, if God does not come, you are finished. You will pray. Oh. So if you are praying, you are already thinking, hey, let me call my friend to give me 5,000. <laughs> Many times, if I don't call God, I will not get anything. So there is even nobody to call. You, you will pray. Am I talking to somebody in the house? You can pray quietly. Sometimes I get on a flight. He say, Kaduna to Lagos. I will pray all the way. What's the big deal? Nobody can call me in the air now. My phone is switched. Even if you call, I will not answer. So you pray all the way. Prayer should be a lifestyle. It should be a lifestyle. Another reason prayer is hard for people is that prayer for them is a monologue. While we traffic, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, hear me, hear me, I'm here, I'm here, Father, Father, I'm here, I'm here. Even if, if, if your wife is talking to you like that, honey, hear me, I'm here, I'm here, honey, I'm here, honey, ah, honey, say, ah, you kill me. <laughs> Now, what do I do? Sometimes you pray, then you are quiet to hear God inside you. This prayer contractor grace is over. People pay, people say, I pay you 5,000, be praying for me. You are wasting your time. God wants you to be a prayer. He said, my house shall be a house of prayer. It's not the building, we are the house of God. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the master. Key. Jesus started, Jesus with prayers and ended with prayer. Prayer. Be yourself when you pray. Don't run after the evangelist like I used to do. <laughs> after I was, ah, they were looking for water <laughs> and there's no water there. Eh? But I realized that you can lie down for hours and just pray. Holy Spirit baptism gives you cruise control in prayer. You know, cruise control. You just set it at a certain, you just be going, hmm, you won't be changing gear. Automatic and manual are not the same. When someone is driving manual, you will develop muscles here because you are turning, turning, turning. Automatically, we just do it. If I, you can use one hand, you just they turn it like this. Cruise control means that you touch a particular button, it gives you the speed. If it's 80, the thing will be taking 80. You just be going. 
Holy Ghost baptism is even better than that. It's on autopilot. You'll just be praying. You'll just be praying. Even if your mind is traveling, after a while it must come back. But when you pray for five minutes, it do. In that prayer, God can give you a divine idea. Unto the righteous, there arise it. That means something, an idea can come that you are not thinking about. You write it down. You may hear, maybe tomato comes up in your spirit. It's the worst person you go take tomato do. Write it down. You may just find yourself somewhere and you just see tomato. Say, ah, they are trying to distribute this thing. Who knows what God will do? With the best key in your life is what you can hear God tell you. You are the prophet in your own life. The other prophet is just to confirm what God has told you. Be careful when a prophet tells you to come and go to, uh, where are they fighting now? Ukraine. Take the prophet along so when you need to come back, he can tell you to come back. Or Iraq. Or Iran. Or Sambisa Forest. <laughs> Make sure the prophet follows you. Say, okay, prophet, when will I come back from the journey? Are you getting what I'm saying? Watchfulness in prayer. It takes watchfulness in prayer. A lot of us don't want to be watchful in prayer. Some men, they say, wife, you and the children, just pray. Pray for us. It will not work. Oga, you will pray for yourself. I said, daddy, you will pray for yourself. Say, mommy, just pray for us. We know you are spiritual. That's why God brought you to this family. Eh. <laughs> what about you? How, why did God bring you? Say, mommy, we know you pray for us. You are going to pray. Hallelujah. Yeah. All right, let's move on. God blesses you because he has others in mind. Galatians 6, 9 and 10. God blesses you because he has what? Others in mind. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us good, do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Now from 2 Kings 7, 9 to 14, I mean... They said one to another, we do not well. This is a day of good tidings, and we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come that we may go and tell the king's household. So they went in and told the king's household. The king was not too sure. So take, let them take five of the horses that remain, which are left in the city, and all that and all that. But the word of the Lord came to pass for them. When God blesses you because he has others in mind. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. The woman I gave that word. Hmm? If you never, go, and, go and do what you know how to do. I've just told you what will happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Hallelujah. So. Why does God bless? Why is acceleration coming to you? Why are you suddenly there? And all these things are there. Because God has other people in mind. God put Esther there as a queen because he had Israel in mind. May I say to somebody that God has already sent somebody ahead of you. The Bible says he sent a man before them, even Joseph, whose feet they bound with fetters. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried it. Ma Christo I have found that in life that for your sake, God will put somebody in a place. And when you finish what you need to do with them, they may remove them. The person may even die. But as long as you need that person, that's how important you are to God. If they are going to be useful to you, God will preserve them because of you. May I say to you, because of you, God will keep somebody on that chair. Because of you, God will make sure that appointment does not pass you by. 
Because of you, there will be acceleration. The seat will be there. They will do their assignment. They will not retire until they do what God has commanded them to do for you. Please sit down for a bit. What's that guy's name? You. Just raise your hand up. The Lord, I can see compensation coming. I say I can see compensation coming. I say I can see compensation coming. A new door is being opened for you. A new door is being opened for you. The God of acceleration is visiting you. I'm seeing them drawing your file. I don't know if you apply someone, but they are drawing that file out. And as you go back now, you will see it is so. If, you, if your file is been hanging, I'm telling somebody here, that if you apply somewhere, if you apply somewhere, and your file is somewhere, I saw them pulling the file out. If I'm also talking to you, you can lift your hand and thank him. They are pulling that file out this morning. They are pulling that file out this morning. Please sit down. Glory to God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Are we together this morning? So, you can see until the time the word came, the word of the Lord tried him. But God kept him there. Your destiny helper is the hinge on the door. No matter how big doors are, Except there's a hinge they will not open. One of my prayers for you this week is that the hinge that you need for that door to open, God will bring that hinge on your door and the door will open for you and your loved ones in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Lord is saying to somebody, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not finished yet. Yes, I have blessed you, but that's not the end of the road. It's class one of my mercy. It's class one of my favor. The hidden will gather, and they will say, it's only the Lord that has done this. Can you lift your hand and thank him? Hallelujah. Pastor Johanna, they've taken plenty of money, but money is coming. Money is coming. Just lift your hand where you are there and give him praise. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Please sit down. Let me finish my message. <laughs> Glory to God. Let's do finally and see where we go from there. Hallelujah. 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 You have res finally, you have responsibility to gather the spoil. If you look at the story, one thing you forgot to give you acceleration, you can also allow your harvest to spoil on the tree. Your harvest will not spoil. A farmer who travels during harvest, by the time he comes back, it has, it has become rotten. One of the challenges we face in Nigeria is that when God gave us harvest, we didn't carry the harvest. Then the harvest started troubling us. Some of you will understand it later. God give you harvest. Say, I've given you the hidden for an inheritance. You didn't carry the harvest. The harvest turned to problem. Your harvest will not turn to problem in the name of Jesus. Yeah. It's important that you, you harvest that thing. It's, they went there and people came and gathered. People came and gathered. I want to say because of what God will do in your life, your family will not remain the same. Yeah. Your friends will feel it. Your neighborhood will feel it. Your community will feel it. Everybody among your children, they will feel it. They will feel the Lord has done great things. I am not believing for ordinary things. I'm believing for things that are bigger than you. 
I'm believing for the kind of promotion that your friends will hear it and say it can only be God. I'm believing for the kind of lifting that your enemy will hear it and give a testimony. I'm believing for the kind of lifting that God will talk to them in your behalf. I'm believing for the kind of lifting because of you alone. God will change the story. They will change what they wanted to do because your name is in that list. What they didn't want to do before they will do it. If you are believing with me, lift your hand this morning and begin to thank the Lord everywhere. Just lift your hand and thank him everywhere. Just keep those hands up. Keep worshipping him this morning. The Lord said to me just now, he said there are people that have a deadline. A deadline means that if you don't pay or you don't do something by so-so time, say I should pray for you. If you have a deadline to meet, that they are saying by Monday, by next week, but there's a deadline where that thing must be done. Just lift your hand. There's a deadline on it. If I don't do it by this time, it cannot happen. If I wait too long, it will be too late. It's you I'm praying for now. Father, you say I should pray for everybody with a deadline. By the spirit of faith, I declare that the God of acceleration, intervention, and compensation, you've done it many times in the Bible, you will do it for them in the name of Jesus. That your angels will flap their wings again. Your angels will go ahead of your people. There shall be testimony and celebration in our homes. Deadlines will not kill us. You will turn it around for good in the name of Jesus. Just wave your hand and give him praise this morning. Thank you for listening to today's message. Do join us same time next week. Follow us on our social media handles, Facebook and Instagram at Restoration Ministries International, Twitter and Mixilar at RBCM Online, and our website is www.rbcmonline.org. You can also be part of our live power park services every Wednesday by 5.30 p.m. and on Sunday by 7 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. respectively at Restoration International Conference Center, RICC, Romanew Extension, Kaduna South. God bless you.